Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast series Between the Covers. I'm Kelly Wilson. And today I am chatting with debut novelist Sam Baker about his brand new publication, A Portrait of a Princess. Now, when I think about this book, I think about this, a magic mirror, a secret kingdom, a girl destined to be queen. Welcome, Sam. How are you today? Good. Thanks, Kelly. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Now, it looks really, really intriguing, this book. Uh, Can you unpack it a little bit for us? Tell us what it's all about. Sure. Um, Without giving too much away. Yes, um, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So Portrait of a Princess uh, is the first of uh, a planned trilogy Ah, in this world. Okay. Um, And it starts with um, our main character, Amelia, who's a Mm. 12-year-old girl. She's uh, about to move with her family to a new property Um, and it's all surrounded by confusion and wonder with what's going to happen at the new property. Mm. Um, And when they get there, they explore the house. She explores the house with her younger brother uh, in a bid to pick the best room first for herself. (laughs) As we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she picks uh, a really big room uh, with a really beautiful mirror um, on the wall in it. Uh, And it's the most unique room in the house because of that mirror. And um, later in their journey at this new house, she discovers that uh, when the sun hits this mirror at a certain part of the day, she finds that she can actually go through it. Um, What she finds on the other side is uh, (laughs) a secret hidden world and all sorts of adventures and craziness unravel from there. Oh, I love that. I love that so many people will want to get their hands on this, Sam. So I know it's in the genre of fantasy and fiction. Is it young at all or or have you aimed it, you know, across the board? Yeah, so it's very uh, light fantasy, I'd say. It's okay, not, yeah. It's not your really hardcore, uh, lots of big words and huge descriptive paragraphs like Lord of the Rings or stuff yeah, like see, that. Yeah, see, that appeals to me straight away. So Yeah, yeah, so it's definitely more aimed at a younger audience and yeah. I, I feel yeah. like it's easy enough to read that, the the young teenagers and kids that I hope will be reading it uh, will find it really easy and relate to it very quickly. Yeah, great. And I love the fact that you've, um, you know, whether intentionally or not, you know, you have um, incorporated so much imagination. I really think in young people that's something that's missing at the moment um, and it's a real coping tool. So um, congratulations in that. The world the last few years has been pretty crazy and a lot of kids and adults have been confined to the four walls that they live in. So I think any excuse for an escape, especially through reading a book, was a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that this is going to be a trilogy. So so you're staying with your character, Amelia? That's right. So I've already finished the second book. I'm editing at the moment. um, (laughs) 
there's definitely uh, quite a journey that I want to take the readers on. And um, you really see Amelia grow and evolve as a character um, and as a person in the world around her throughout the trilogy. Was it always going to be a trilogy or once you'd written one, you knew you hadn't finished? Well, it's funny. It started out just as a short story, a couple thousand Ah. words I wrote one day. um, Because to relate it to real life, my younger sister and my parents moved away uh, to a farm and I I kind of missed them. So I wrote this short story that was a couple thousand words that really ended up being the first chapter of the book. And from there, it just grew into a 30 chapter novel and from there into a trilogy. So you you make it sound like, you know, it was just so easy, but it's not, Sam. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Definitely not. Now, I did have a sneak peek at your media profile and it mentioned, or you mentioned, that you'd always been a dreamer. What do you mean by that? Well, as I said before, you know, one of the only things that can't really be taken away from us, especially if we're in a lockdown, for instance, no matter where we are, is our imagination and our dreams. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I write and a lot of this book in particular has come from my dreams and things that I've dreamt up and then woken up in the morning and thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'll add that. I have to write that down. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Now, am I, am I correct in saying that you're actually in the Navy? Is that right? Yes, that's right. I've just uh, finished five years in the Navy, so oh, loving it so far. Thank you. Well, you. The reason I brought that up is because that is so structured and so um, organised. That's very, very different to, you know, imagination and a fantasy. Do you think you write that way because of that role in your other life? <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. When I'm at sea, I've spent almost four years of my five years at sea, and when you're at sea, as you said, it's very structured. You're you're either working or you're sleeping or if you're lucky enough to be uh, energetic enough, you're going to the gym or doing something extracurricular in your free time. And I guess for me, this first book was entirely written at sea, so I guess I used it to escape the work at sea and relax and get into my dream fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, that's actually, whether you intend it or not, incredibly inspiring for everybody because I'm a massive believer in tapping into whatever your creative side is to balance your world, Um, and you've just shown us you've done just that. Um, But also congratulations. It's not easy to do a high-profile job like that and then, you know, just smash out a novel. (laughs) It wasn't the easiest thing, but I got it done. (laughs) Hi, Achiever Sam. Hi, Achiever. (laughs) Um, Look, while we're on your writing, what, what does it look like for you? Like what is your writing process look like? Um, I guess uh, it's funny. I guess my writing process is very structured, like my job. So okay. <laughs> I'll I'll sit down before I start writing, and I'll have all the ideas that I've had around the text, and I'll try and lay them out in a sequential order so that the story kind of already takes hold. Yeah. And I'll yeah. I'll do a basic outline of what I think the whole book's going to look like, and then yeah. it just goes from there. And yeah, it just flows. I find yeah. That, yeah, exactly. I find that I start from the start and I just write the story sequentially until I get to the end and the yeah. start's the start and the end's the end, the last yeah. thing I write. So. Yeah, wow. And how come you chose um, Amelia? What what was your inspirations for her? As I said earlier, I'm 
because I wrote it just after my family moved away yeah. and my younger yeah. sister, who was around okay, so Amelia's sister. age yeah. at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I like to think my sister and I were very close and um, I really lovely. missed her and I, I guess I wrote Amelia to have that closeness again. But yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And do you uh, draw on your own self in any of the characters? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite as exciting as a lot of my characters. Okay. <laughs> um, Is that in your so, imagination, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah, I don't. In in this series, at least, I don't really think there's any characters that are, okay. are related to me in any way. Okay, because no. a lot of people do that because it's a comfort zone for them because they know how that character will then react. I yeah. did that myself in my first novel. <laughs> I I now look back and go, whoo, she's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And um okay, so what what do you think readers are going to love most about a portrait of a princess? Um I or have always hoped in this whole publishing process that readers can find something to relate to in the text, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or something they're not sure about. If if they find something they can relate to in this new yeah. magical world, we, you know, it's been a while since we've had a really, really good magical fantasy young adult series. Um, I would argue probably since Christopher Paolini's Inheritance Cycle. Um, yeah, that was magic, wasn't it? Yes, yes, I'm actually reading back through it again yeah. now. I love it so good. much. Good, do um, that, yeah. I, I guess uh, I just hope they they can find some enjoyment in the the escape from the real world for a bit in this yes. magical world. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that's really important. And while you were writing the portrait of a princess, what what would you say was your most challenging part? Oh, that's a good question. I guess because I was writing it at sea, the most challenging part was getting the time to write it. Yeah, yeah that's pretty challenging. <laughs> I, I didn't really, I, I'm really lucky to say that I didn't really struggle with the story as a whole. It kind of just flowed as I was writing. And a, a friend that I worked with on the ship who was also writing a novel was amazed oh, wow. at how quickly I could just yeah. come up with these ideas yeah. as I'm writing and yeah. write them out. So I guess the biggest struggle was definitely the, the time management of fitting it in. Yes, absolutely. But I'm glad you have, and obviously it was worth it because you've clearly got a talent there. I hope um, so. <laughs> oh, well, I, obviously you have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you, you know, you are time poor and you do have a busy life, so then what keeps you inspired? Why, why do you keep writing? I guess... At the start, it was just the idea of when it's finished, having this product that has never been created before, no one else has done before. It's something that's come completely from me mm. and will remain even after I'm gone, which yeah. will have been a very long time. Yes, <laughs> um, I <think> so. <laughs> so I guess it's just a part of me that stays behind um, and is completely me. That's an awesome answer. I actually really love that. That's a really cool answer. And Look, I'm going to throw you in. If you had, so, you know, obviously on this podcast series, we've got authors, we've got potential authors, we've got people that are interested about the writing process. If you were off to offer them some words of wisdom today about becoming a writer or, or an author, what would you say? Well, when I first started taking this seriously as a you know, getting it published, um, yeah. I I looked up a lot of advice from really famous writers uh, on how they found their process and what lessons they could teach. And mm. 
I guess early on, a lot of it to me just felt unnecessary. I, I didn't necessarily feel that following someone else's rules was the best yeah. thing because it's, it's at, at the end of the day, it's, no. that's right. At the end of the day, mm. it's a piece of art that I've created that's mm. come from me. Mm. And I mean, I guess if I could give advice to someone else that wants to write, it would be to just do what you want to do. Yeah, be don't your authentic necessarily, self. Yeah, yeah, don't don't take everyone else's advice, um, no matter how big they are, as law. Like, just do what you want to do. So cool. So maybe you've got another hidden talent as a presenter somewhere. Uh, if I had confidence as a public speaker, that would be great. <laughs> Good luck fitting that in. But you're actually, you know, you're quite wise for your young age, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I'm going to challenge you one more time with my um, brand new segment, A Minute Inside Your Mind. So, Sam, I'm going to ask you some crazy questions and you can say pass if you don't want to answer. <laughs> sure. Are you game? <laughs> yep, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. If you could have three guests in your home and those people could either be currently dead or alive, who would you have? Oh, I think I'd have Dr. Fiona Wood, Ooh. Uh, uh, Dr. Carl Kotzlanicki, and I've probably butchered his last name, um, and Matthew Riley, I think. Ooh, all, all Australian people that have yeah. been outstanding in their fields. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great answer. I would like to be a fly on the wall there. <laughs> now, I probably shouldn't ask you this because you're in the Navy, but are you an ocean person or a bush person? Um, people would think that I get sick of the ocean having lived on it for most of the last five years, but I actually really love the ocean. Yeah, let's see. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you could change something in the world right now, what would you change? Oh, this is probably going to get a bit more serious, but I <laughs> would definitely change all of the conflicts that are happening for yeah. no necessary reasons because it's just, it's not needed. <laughs> no, it's not. Great answer, great answer. Being really brave, Sam, what's something really quirky about yourself? Oh, gosh, what's quirky <laughs> about me? Yeah. Oh, that's putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, uh, oh, God, I don't know. Okay. What's quirky? What's quirky know. about me? <laughs> we can hold that thought if you'd like. Yeah, to. let's pass that one for okay, now. Okay, pass. <laughs> Next book, I'm going to ask you that again, Sam, and you've got to sure. come up with something. <laughs> What's your favourite type of music? Uh, I actually really like classical music. I grew ah. up with my grandmother playing classical music around me all the time and I still love it. It calms me. Yeah, yeah. And if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Iceland. Always wanted oh, to go there. I didn't expect that. Why? <laughs> Why would you go there? I don't know. I've just always wanted to go there. It's just a really beautiful, um, almost untouched natural place. Yeah. Um, that just seems really interesting. Yeah. Excellent. Lucky last question. Why does everybody need to buy a portrait of a princess, Sam? Because I think it, and I hope. It's the first in a new series of really popular and really exciting fantasy novels. <laughs> awesome answer again. You, I tell you what, you've got this nailed. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Baker, congratulations on The Portrait of a Princess, your debut novel. Um, expecting big things from you and you have 
all of our support going forward. Listeners, I encourage you to get out there and grab yourself a copy today of A Portrait of a Princess. It's available absolutely everywhere, online, in all good bookstores and soon to be libraries right around Australia. Sam, I wish you every bit of success going forward, whether you be on the on the ground or the sea or wherever you are, keep writing. <laughs> Thanks very much, Kelly. I definitely will. <laughs> good. Pleasure chatting to you, mate. And you too. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.